I don't know if you've noticed, but we've been spending quite a bit of time talking about the inside of your house on the Dream Home Movement podcast lately. So today we are going to step outside and talk about landscaping. I've got Adam Marcel from Outdoor Society and Chris Austin from Austin Landscape Design on the show today to talk about how the design phase of a landscaping project works. And I think this is great timing because it's almost Christmas, it's almost summer. So what better time to start thinking about how your outdoor area looks because hopefully you'll be spending quite a bit of time out there soon. Now, if you're not sure what the design phase of a landscaping project actually is, well, you're listening to the right show because Chris, Adam and I are going to go through what the landscape, what the design phase of a landscaping project is, how it works, so really practically like what is involved and also why it is so important. If we haven't met before, hello, I'm Joe Violetta. I'm the host of the Dream Home Movement and I also co-own an award-winning business called Violetta Finance with my husband, Carl. And if you're a regular listener to the show, you've probably heard Carl's voice before because he comes on the show a bit to talk about property finance. You can find out more about us if you Google Violetta Finance. It's just got one T. Um, You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. And if you need help with a home loan, refinancing your mortgage or organizing property investment finance, we would love to help you. Let's get stuck into the show because I'm recording this at home and I can hear Carl (laughs) has actually walked in the front door of our little boy Marcus. They've just been at the park. So let's get stuck into the show. Welcome to the Dream Home Movement. This is your weekly dose of home and property inspiration bringing you clever tips and advice from the very best experts and real-life Renault stories with your host, Joe Violetta. Welcome to the show, Chris and Adam. It is wonderful to have you here. Thanks, Joe. Nice to be here. Hi, Joe. Thanks for having us. Adam, you have been on the show before, so regular listeners might recognise your name, but a little bit different this time. Last time we met, we were in the RPPFM radio station studios. Yeah, that's right, Joe. Uh, thanks for having us, having me again. I think that was about last year before all this uh, COVID happened. Yeah, if you're listening to the episode in real time, well, we're recording it in late September. And so we're still in the midst of COVID-19 lockdown, stage four, whatever it's called. <laughs> restrictions here in other words you're not allowed her out that's what's going on here in Melbourne but maybe hopefully by the time this episode is published we'll be allowed out the house so that certainly will be nice now we're talking about the design phase of landscaping so when you're doing a landscaping project there is a phase called the design phase now what does that involved because I don't think everyone's familiar with the design phase of a landscaping project. Well Joe I I think I could probably answer that one. Um, I think a good way to think about that is even taking it back a step and understanding what the relationship between a landscaper and a landscape designer are uh, because that's a really common question. Um, I think the best way to understand that or to explain that is it's to relate it to the relationship between an architect and a builder. So one's really about the planning phase, working with the client 
to get the desired uh, aesthetics and uh, functions and things like that and get those plans document documented uh, documented to get that to a builder or a landscaper who can then quote and uh, use their expertise to build it. Okay, so if I'm a homeowner and I want to get some landscaping done and I contact a landscaper and then we're going into the design phase, what actually happens? Like, let's say it's not COVID-19 times, does the, do the, does the designer and the landscaper come to my house and do we talk or, like, how, how does it work? Yeah, generally, I mean, that's a good question because we get a lot of phone calls here anyway from people, look, especially in this uh, time now when everyone's staying at home to look down out their windows and want to improve their landscape and even prior or before or moving forward. And they call us up and they sort of don't understand that we can't just turn up and then start building something because exactly what Chris said before, there's a lot of thought involved that goes into that. So when someone calls our office and then Chris and I work quite hand-in-hand and collaborative on this and I'll either refer Chris and he'll call that client up and then arrange for a consult. There's different iterations of how we do that, either go out and visit, do a site visit, uh, generally via consultation. There's a lot of time involved and Chris can go into detail in a minute of what that preparation is for that. And then also we can do it online and do a Zoom consult. Do you want to go ahead, Chris, and fill in the details? I, just to summarise that, I guess, the design process uh, really quickly and we can elaborate a little bit late, further if we want later. But really quickly, it's generally there's three phases to that and that'll be the consult, which Adam was talking about. And that's really about uh, meeting with the client, talking through their ideas um, and establishing the brief and the parameters for the project. Following that, there would be a concept phase, which is really about the landscape designer working through that brief, uh, working out the best layouts, coming up with ideas um, to create those initial concepts and then conveying those ideas to the client. At that point, that's when the clients are super excited about the whole thing. They're, they've said yes straight away. They love it. Uh, and then it's about bringing those plans in the documentation phase. So that documentation phase is about bringing those plans to a point where it's uh, detailed and, and a landscaper um, can then have all the information they need to quote and build the plan. You, would you contact a landscape designer separately or would the landscaper that you contact provide you with the designer or d- does it just depend on who you're going with? So, Adam, I guess if we contacted you, then you would bring Chris in or? Uh, oh, good question. Um, so the first conversation we'll have with a client when they call up is like ascertaining what their project actually is and I mean, it might just be something really minor, which we might be able to go and do for them. Um, but generally more often is the case these days with projects. Uh, and it's probably changing people's perception about do they need a design as well? Because like people have a small space and they go, it's only a small space, but it's like there's a lot of thought process that goes into that. And as Chris outlined before, there's a lot of documentation and need to evaluate it. But if someone calls us, we'll give them that guideline at the start and say, okay, you haven't got a plan or you may have a plan. That's great. We can go and work off that. If you haven't, we'll put you in touch with someone that can help you. And in this case, it'll be Chris who we work with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think often there's, there's two ways that you can sort of go with this. I think uh, one way is to that some, some firms will be design and build 
and that's one way to go with it. And then they'll it'll be a one-stop shop where they'll do the design and the build. And that's, you know, that can ha- have some um, pros to that. And then the other way to go about it is actually to start the design process by actually contacting a designer to start with and then them taking you through that design process and then getting that those plans to a point where they're documented and you can actually bring those out to various landscapers for tender. So then you can get some different quotes and things like that. So both of those options will have that design phase as part of it though. There's a few different ways you can go about it. So why is the design phase so important? Like why can't I just ring up the landscaper and just say, come round, just bring your, your tools, your shop, like your bits and pieces, whatever you use, and we'll just, we'll just, you know, play it by ER and I'll just say, I reckon put some ferns over there and some rhododendrons, is that even a plant? I don't know, over there, just like wing it. Like why, why can't we just do that? I've got a big smile on my face, but I'll let you go, Chris, first. Oh, well, you could certainly do that, but I think, I think, What's that old saying? Planning, not not planning to fail. Oh no, I'm going to get this wrong. Uh, to fail, <laughs> fail. <laughs> is it failing to plan? Failing to is plan. It plan to fail. Planning to fail. That's the one. Sorry. So you can do that, but you're going to get a much better result if you've really uh, had the process where it's all been well thought uh, thought through, and essentially worked with you to get to, to nut out all these issues that will inevitably they'll will pop up during construction if you haven't thought about them properly and you're going to get the better design and outcome having gone through that design phase and ultimately i think you're going to save money in that construction phase as well by having a um just a a clear plan and a path forward for both for both client and builder and landscaper and then um that process is going to be a lot smoother and um you're not going to be uh have any sort of you're going to reduce that sort of possibility of things going wrong in the construction phase. Absolutely. So this is not the time to cheap out because it will end up costing you more in the long run. And also if you're investing in, in your outdoor area, then you want to get the best result. Correct. I think, um, I mean, when it comes to design and uh, especially probably maybe younger families or people newer to the market of doing landscape design, because we work with quite a lot of different people, obviously, in the construction industry and people in different uh, areas that they're accustomed to spending like like ten or twenty thousand dollars on a design process because they understand all that. But uh, and what Chris and, I, Chris and I have been working on this year is helping people or educating people on the design process and what it means to them and adding value to them because, as Chris has said, and and I've I've winged building things in the past, right? And I'm particularly I've been building for probably about twenty years, and I can talk to a client probably ascertain what they want and go and wing it probably really well. I can do that really well. But even the outcome might be slightly different to what they imagine. So if you go through the design process, you're going to go, all right, first of all, what are we going to build here? What's our guidelines and stipulations and the framework? And then obviously a cost-effective measure like, go, oh, we could do paving over there. That's going to be $20,000. Oh, we didn't want to spend that. So it's like, what's the other factors that we can do? Just following on from what Adam's saying there, uh, it's, it, it allows you in that planning phase to really nail down uh, what you're going for in terms of um, the aesthetics and the functions and working out that layout, really putting the thought through to make that right. But you're actually 
you've got actually trying to work towards a budget target a lot of the time and you can work through that during that design phase rather than um, sort of go, you know, wing it and go play as you go and then you sort of unsure what those costs are going to be. So it's, it's again, just getting that plan in place uh, avoids a lot of uncertainty. Yeah, avoids a lot of nasty surprises, particularly when you're working towards a budget. You know, on this on this show, we talk a lot about renovation and the importance of setting a budget for renovation and planning renovations. So really landscaping should be no different. And I suppose also it's important to think about well, what, are, what are the goals for this landscaping project? What are we trying to achieve? Are we landscaping for sale? Are we landscaping because it's a rental? Is it, you know, for our own enjoyment? And you can't really wing it when you're trying to achieve a goal. Yeah, and it definitely helps the, the person doing the construction process understand what you're wanting first and then help you achieve that. Yeah, so just going through that design phase, I mean, really that consultation phase, is that's a huge part of it, really nutting through all those things like we've talked about. You've got to evaluate the property, talk about ideas, lifestyle, budget, timelines. You know, you've got to think about the but the costs. You can advise the clients on, on what the costs of things might be, um, you know, regulatory considerations. The, all of these things are really important considerations you need to have. Um, when planning your, your your landscape project, when it comes to doing design, and people go and build, say, a new house, they go, "Yeah, of course, I need to go and get a building design because otherwise, how am I going to know what I'm building?" Right? It's the exact same philosophy, and probably even more so relevant to landscaping because when you're building, you're building off a flat surface most of the time, and it's pretty easy you're building up off that, and you can you contain by a set of parameters the landscape or pool or outdoor space is so more volatile, and you're dealing with heights and the natural. Uh, surroundings around you it's actually a lot harder than people probably give give it credit for so the design process is so important yeah certainly is and you know you can even you know we're talking about saving money here as well you can take in things into account that most people wouldn't think of like the how is the house positioned on the block where where does the sun rise where does the sun set can we um, engineer the design so it's going to help with heating and cooling in the house as well by using the the natural environment so so important so so many benefits so if people want to learn more how could they how can they do that have you got any resources available or anything like that uh yes um so uh, Austin Landscape Design is the my landscape design company. Uh, we have a website. We have uh, a Facebook and Instagram. So you can sort of all the regular places you can you can find us if you want to get in contact and learn any more. And Adam, how about you? Yeah. Uh, Outdoorsociety.com.au. Uh, uh, Chris and I, this year, we put together a really good informative brochure that's uh, basically all about the design process, what we've been talking about today. So if you actually want to know more, just go and download that and uh, check out Instagram. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for coming back on the show, Adam. And it was lovely to meet you, Chris. And I reckon I'll be inviting you guys back on very soon. Thanks, Joe. Thanks so much, Joe. Thanks for joining us on the Dream Home Movement. Be sure to come over and say hi on Facebook and Instagram. I hope that your Dream Home projects are going well and I look forward to chatting with you again next week.